Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. This time we're looking at the best captain for game week three and I'm joined by Tom Freeman. How are you, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Good, thanks, Ass. Um, good weekend of football. Um, West Ham pretty impressive last night didn't they and I'm sure that's going to have an impact on uh, what we talk about today absolutely I mean it was already uh well I don't know if it's made it easier or harder because we're going to talk about quite a lot of stuff uh to do different players I think this is the week where there seems to be quite a few different options that we were considering so obviously Salah's got a, a difficult game playing Chelsea Fernandez away at Wolves doesn't look too easy uh Son's got a bit of a hamstring injury we think so is the Watford the Watford home going to look perfect but what we can do with that and then you've got the likes of Antonio, Ben Rahman and other players. So I can't work out whether it's going to be a week where we see the captainship split a lot over different players or whether it's now just going to fall to Antonio because he's the one in form of the best fixture. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think in our Twitter bubble that we, we kind of sometimes live in, I think it might be limited to two or three. But I think when you open it up to a lot of the more casual players and everything, I still think that, you know, you'll see Fernandez and, and even Salah mm. probably will be heavily backed to, in, in, in the hole as well. Um, but it certainly feels like we're kind of zoning in on mm. probably three options now. But I think, like you touched on, there is a lot of others which um, which are at least worth talking about. Yep, um, absolutely. Uh, for anything, everyone wondering where Joe is, uh, Joe is on holday this week, so I am filling in for him uh, on his on his normal slot on his, his captain video. Also, he won't be on the Scoutcast tonight. So if you're tuning into Scoutcast and expecting to see Joe, I'm afraid you won't. And Andy will be taking the reins of that. So. I'll be watching with a keen eye to make sure he does all right and doesn't let everyone down, which I'm sure he won't because he's very good. <laughs> anyway, moving on to captains. So firstly, let's just have a look at the fixtures uh, for the week ahead. We've got Man City v Arsenal in the early kickoff. Uh, Aston Villa v Brentford, which looks a good game on paper for Ings and company. Uh, Brighton v Everton, tough game for us. Um, Everton, Everton playing well. Newcastle v Southampton. Norwich v a very, very poor uh, Leicester side who played last night. West Ham, the informed team versus Crystal Palace and a very tasty looking uh, evening match of Liverpool v Chelsea. It's a good Saturday of, of fixtures, I have to say. Um, and then on Sunday, it's Burnley v Leeds, 
uh, Spurs versus Watford, and then we finish off the weekend with Wolves versus United. It's a, like I said, it's, it's a good looking week, right? Some some big games going on. It's great, actually. Yeah, I'm going to be at Villa Park on Saturday, and um, that game is sandwiched oh, amazing. In between those that kind of that really good Arsenal City game, and then the five thirty as well looks pretty tasty. So it's um, it's a great day, isn't it? It yeah. is. So. Um, and then, and then Antonio, of course, in the three o'clock kickoff, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, looking just look before we dive into any stats or anything, looking at these fixtures, what would you say are the kind of what what fixtures here immediately catch your eye? I think West Ham, obviously, um, a home game against Palace. Um, they've started the season so well, haven't they, West Ham? They have. Um, you know. They, they struggled for a bit in the first half against Newcastle um, and then second half looked like a different team. I do think they benefited a bit from the sending off last night. Um, but, you know, they, 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 look, they look fantastic. Um, and Antonio specifically um, is someone, of course, who's going to be, who's going to be, you know, on a lot of people's kind of wish list this week if they don't own him. I think other fixtures, I think, um, I think Villa against Brighton will be a tougher match than, than first anticipated. Um, Man City always do well against Arsenal, don't they? Um, I mean, that is Tottenham. that could be a real a real problem yeah. for Arteta. I mean, coming out of the results he's had, going straight into Man City yeah. away, it's just that question of what 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 team do Man City put out right now that Jesus has got this new role on the right? Does that spell trouble for Mares? Who's going to play up yeah. front? You know, it's. You want to tap into yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, it's exactly like last week we had this conversation or I had this conversation with Joe and um, it is who do you pick? I mean, we touched on Mares as probably being the best option and of course then he was benched. Uh, probably say Grealish looks like the, the, the most nailed, if you can say, yeah, if you can say nailed with, with a player at City, but he probably looks the most likely to start. Mm. Um, but it's a difficult one. But yeah, I mean, I feel for Arsenal a bit at the moment. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of players out, haven't they? Um, you know, important players as well, um, or, or in, in every position. Um, so that that does look like it, be, it could be a tough afternoon, doesn't it, for them? Um, another Tottenham game as well against yeah. um, Watford as well. Another good fixture. That's the one to me. Looking at this list that stands out: Spurs being at home, playing Watford, who are quite poor against Brighton. Um, you know, Son would have been someone who I would definitely be considering bringing in. I think a lot of people had already kind of penciled in that transfer. And it's, I mean, Spurs were poor against Wolves, were lucky to get the win. Son has been sort of complaining a little bit of, of feeling something in his hamstring, which is an area he's had problems with before, still managed to play 70 minutes, but there's a bit of worry around that. And, you know, then you've got someone like Deli Ali, you know, took the penalty, taking it off Son as well. Um, Deli Ali, I don't think is a particularly strong option just given how deep he was playing in, in that match but it's yeah. it's funny how just a game, like, you know after game week one someone saws that goal and you think oh you know Watford this is going to be absolutely perfect another game week goes by and suddenly he's not as attractive as he was previously maybe yeah no I think you're right I think um, I think I said that Watford who, who won in game week one they beat Villa I, I think Villa made them look a better team than mm. they actually are that was my kind of impression coming out of that game and uh, I watched the Brighton game at the weekend and um, I thought they looked pretty flat I think Saar carried a little bit of threat on the counter but, but Brighton was superb um, so that bodes well for Tottenham this weekend I mean obviously we've got the fitness issue which which you touched on with Son then um, so at the weekend, he was named in the starting lineup, and he and he came off prematurely in the warm up before the game. Yeah. Um, he reappeared, um, 
and I think he had a bit of strapping um, on, but he reappeared and he, he made 72 minutes before he was replaced by Kane. Um, and then there were some quotes after the game. Um, somebody said he was he was walking off the pitch gingerly, I think was the words. Um, Nuno was questioned on it after the game and he said he needed a bit of an update on it, basically. I think he was caught off guard a little bit with it. Um, and the good thing is that they do have a Europa match on Thursday, I suppose. So we might get news um, around about that time of, of how Son is looking. If, in an ideal world, I suppose he would be rested for that one um, and mm. then ready for the weekend. But they they need to get a result from that one, don't they? So um, we might see Kane starting. We might see Son if he is fit on the bench. So um, he, he will become an option if he's confirmed fit. But if there's an element of doubt around it, it's, it's very risky, isn't it? I don't know about you. I'm getting deja vu from last season when Mourinho said, oh no, Son's going to be out for two weeks with a hamstring problem. And then what he got? double digit haul against United and <laughs> loads of people had sold yeah. him. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some clues, won't mm. we? I mean, losing penalties is a blow. Um, there's no other way around it. I was expecting him to step up at the weekend and, um, yeah, because you've, you? you've got him, you've got him in place. Yeah. Already. And, mm. um, yeah, well, I was doing the game live for scout and, um, Ali got brought down for the penalty and you're kind of thinking, yeah, here we go. Um, and then, then, then he kind of steps up, and it sounds like he is going to be the designated penalty taker at least when Kane isn't on the pitch, because mm. that kind of further clouds it, doesn't it? You know, you've got to think he'll be on them if he get once he's back in the team. Um, so that is a bit of a blow. Wolves, I think um, they've looked all right in the first couple of games. Yeah. Um, I think only Liverpool have had more shots than Wolves over the the, the first two matches. Better defensively than I thought they were going to be and looking good going forward as well. So Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect well. to see them in a back, no. in a back three. Um, and that's, they, they've kind of continued. Probably <clears throat> Bruno Lage is probably not one to change too much too soon, maybe. Um, but they pinned Spurs back for, for large periods of, um, of that game. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 let, so let's see anyway. Yep. Right, let's have a look at some player stats. So all of these stats are obviously from a Fantasy Football Scout in the members area. Uh, there's some great sort of public tables on there so you can see this. So if you're interested, um, head over there, sign up, become a member and you can create your own tables and look at some of these stats. Um, all I've done here is I've just grabbed the uh, the top 10 players for expected goal involvement over the first two game weeks. And look who's number one. It's Antonio <laughs> with 2.72. Uh, he's, you know, three goals, two assists. He's on course for the golden boot, uh, along with Fernandez at the moment. Um, his expected assists is is decent, but his expected goals is, is the highest in the league. Uh, next, you've got Calvert-Lewin, uh, 2.38 expected goal involvement. Traore is right up there. I mean, his stats are absolutely outrageous. If you look at some of his numbers of touches in the box and shots and things. He's going to hit a 20-point haul, I reckon, at some point, but it might be in about 10 weeks when, <laughs> when you've had to put up with all his ones and twos. Uh, what do you make of Traore, though? He's, I know he's probably not, you know, we are doing a captain's video, he's probably not ready for that, but he's been exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, we just touched on it then, you know, Wolves are taking a lot of shots. I do think the fact that they were down in both of the games quite early on, probably, that invariably leads to more shots when you're chasing a game. Mm. But, um yeah, I've been pretty encouraged by Wolves. I mean, we'll get onto it when we talk about Fernandes, obviously, um, up against them this weekend. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Traore, yeah, I, I always treat, treat him as a bit of a St. Maximan type player, where it's just that end product. 
which which I struggle with a little bit, but um, a little bit. Gonna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah has, maybe that was an He has got absolutely yeah, so. none whatsoever. It's. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, thing is, but, if he had end product, he'd probably be the best player in the world. So it's probably only fair that he yeah. he has a, a slight weakness yeah, to his game. I, I do think Jimenez coming back in, they always seem to be a partnership which which did link up very well. So that'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Although I think he has been playing on the other side under Bruno Lag. I think he has been mm. on the left rather than on the right. So that, that, that will encourage more shots, as I guess, as he's cutting into a stronger foot. But um, yeah, and that's going to be interesting to see how it pans out with Wolves. Yep. Uh, some of the some of the players on it. So Mounts on here, um, fourth on the list, which is which is really high for him. Uh, making good his, his stats from last season, where he had one of the highest chances created in the league. And then we've got Lukaku. So one game for Lukaku, and he's already fifth on the list for expected goal involvement. Uh, you know, played against Arsenal, described his own performance as dominant, which I thought was a, an excellent way to sum up, and completely accurate uh, as well. So. Tough fixtures to come, but he's going to be someone who we're going to be talking a lot about on these Capsi videos for sure. Um, interestingly, Mane's next. So he's had a price drop, but his, his expected goal involvement is higher than Salah's, for example. Uh, Salah isn't even in the top 10 um, of this of this list for expected goal involvement. So Mane's sort of doing nicely. Then you've got Callum Wilson, good game against Southampton. Pogba's up there with his four assists in game at one and, and assist again. And then Trent, and then Bruno. So Bruno just making it into the into the top ten. So in terms of captaincy options from this list, I think we're looking at players like Antonio, possibly Calvert Lewin, Lukaku, uh, Bruno, maybe Callum Wilson as a as a bit of a punt. But they're the kind of the main options. I mean, some of the ones that are missing, for example, are Son. Son's not on the list. Salah's not on this list at the top ten. Um, players like Ben Rama on this list as well. So what what do you reckon about this list then? Uh, I mean, Antonio's top. It's it's looking pretty good for him, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, he he feels very involved, doesn't he? He feels a bit more involved in the games than Ben Rama as he's the focal point. That's not to say Ben Rama's not doing as well. I just would feel a bit more confidence backing him over over Ben Rama. I think I'd be happy with whatever points Ben Rama kind of come whatever points come your way. Um, but I think yeah, he looks a good option. I mean, Palace um, Palace have only given up one big chance over their first two games against Chelsea and Brentford, which is impressive. I think they, um, they gave up 14 shots against Brentford at the weekend, but in terms of good quality chances, they're actually doing okay. Something which I did notice from the weekend is that Tony had a couple of opportunities from corners. Mm. Um, that is that is obviously a key way of, that, that David Moyes sets his teams up. It is based on a lot of crosses into the box. So that's my, something which you know players like Salchek and Dawson, but Antonio as well, um, they may benefit from, you know, from from kind of balls from the wide areas into the box. So I think that stands in good stead for, for Antonio. Um, home advantage, again, we've still got to talk about it. I mean, the crowd was absolutely rocking last night, wasn't it, at um, the London Stadium? So that's another important factor. Um, I think Antonio's in the conversation. I'll definitely put them amongst the top three options at the, at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we might have Ben Foster in the chat. It's either an impersonator of Ben Foster or it's the actual <laughs> Ben Foster. Um, if that is you, Ben, hi. If it's an impersonator, I guess also hi, but less hi than if you are actually. Uh... Yeah, you don't want to don't want to captain Tottenham assets this weekend. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, especially not if Ben's in in, in goal. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going about Ian Nacho. Yeah, we'll touch on Leicester in in a bit. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, because because they, I have to say, I was looking at Harvey Barnes myself um, to be you know, to, for, as a potential captain option. And he was so poor 
in that match yes. that it's it's put me off it's put me off that um ben or ben's impersonator is asking about Ianacho, who i think is probably going to start against norwich and that and that i think means no no room for barnes yes the, the, you, that would make sense wouldn't it if they switched to a 352 you'd expect vardy to continue up top and you'd expect him to be paired with one of um Iheanacho or daka probably Iheanacho. um so yeah i mean it feels like a good fixture doesn't it but it um it's hard to get too excited about it, given given the way they've played over the mm. first couple of games. And again, I don't know anybody really owns Vardy at the moment. You know, he would probably be the most nailed option in that front line. And you're not gonna you're not gonna risk it with Barnes or any Inacho in terms of captaincy. I don't think that would be unless no. unless Rogers gives us a hint in the press conference. Um, so yeah, a good fixture. It's just unfortunate. You know the timing, the timing of, of, of where we're at in terms of their setup and what we know. If this picture been in game, yeah, would be It just it's just all a bit up in the air at the moment, isn't it? I mean, somebody we haven't spoken about, Fernandez. What do you think about him, as? Yeah, well, we're gonna. I've got some more stats on him in a bit. Uh, I mean, I captained him this okay, week. Okay, I was, I was, enough. I was one of the only oh, ones. Okay. One of the only ones, I think, that you know, out of our little Twitter circle that, that went for him. And after Salah blanked, I was quite confident, but it all kind of it all went wrong um, after that. But yeah, I've, I've got some, I've got some stats on on we'll do that later. Yeah. yeah, we'll come on to that. But nice, nice teaser into it. Um, I just have, <laughs> have a bit of look at some some team data. So Joe likes to look at who he thinks are like the whipping boys. Obviously, it's hard to know after just two game weeks. Um, but at the moment, the whipping boys at Newcastle and Arsenal. So seven big chances conceded each. Uh, you know, so Man City, for example, are, are a team that, you know, it would be great to be, I'd definitely be considering, you know, if we knew Mares was going to start, if we knew Torres was going to start. Grealish is a consideration for me, but haven't been too impressed with the threat that he's he's shown yet. Um, other players, other teams that are, are doing quite poorly, is Burnley there, Norwich, um, are right up there. Southampton with six. So all those teams have had six big chances created. Again, it's hard to kind of take a lot from from this kind of stuff. Um, and then Leeds, Leicester, Spurs, Watford, and Liverpool. So Liverpool are only the tenth best side for big chances conceded. They've only conceded three, but it's still um, you know not not elite levels. I'll show you some other stats in a second for some of the other teams, which is which is crazy. Um, if you have a look at the xG conceded. Uh, you can see Burnley, um, Burnley and Newcastle, 4.51 and 4.52. So Leeds, for example, with Rafina, with Bamford, they might be players that we're overlooking a little bit. Yeah. Rafina got his goal, yeah. and I wonder if, if that could actually be quite a good game for them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we spent um, a bit of this time last week talking about Burnley's left-hand side and how we thought Salah would be a good match for it, and Rafinha will be replicating that kind of position and attacking that side. Um at the weekend, um, I think Rafinha's, if you've got him, um, I don't know whether he's a captaincy option, but I think he's a very good player to own this week. A lot of people probably won't touch him because of this possible game week, you know, four or five, possibly having to quarantine after the international. So I don't think people will be actively looking to bring him in. So he could, could turn out to be a nice little pick this week um, and a good matchup as well, I think. Didn't, I'm pretty sure they beat... Um, they beat Burnley 4-0 away towards mm. the end of last year, didn't they? They, they? they looked pretty good against them. So, yeah, Rafinha, not, not, not a bad shout. Well, the other, the other thing here is Burnley. I mean, with 13 headed goal attempts conceded 
is the highest um, in the league. I, you always think of Burnley as being like, you know, big, tall centre-backs. They're going to stop these crosses coming in. They're going to, you know, they're going to win the headers on everything. And, you know, Daesh is going to drill into them stuff. But we do consistently see they are a risk from set plays and particularly from yeah. headers. And, yeah. you know, with Calvert-Lewin coming um, to Turf Moor in the next few weeks, I think he's going to be someone that we that we look at as well. But yeah, Le- Leeds and Burnley, the defensive numbers for Burnley really aren't that great. So I think if you do have Rafinha or if you have got Bamford, I think they, yeah. it could be someone who who features on here um, that you might want to look at. Um, let's have a look at the best. So the, the two best teams here are, are Chelsea and Man City, both with um, one big chance conceded. Uh, Chelsea's expected goal conceded is 0.63, which is half of City who are next so Chelsea just aren't conceding chances at all so well they haven't done really since Tuchel came no it's been it's been a theme for the whole year which um which makes a Salah captaincy or a Mane captaincy um not something I would look at this week anyway no I think you know I think he's still going to be highly captained by a lot of people because Mm. we're early in the season I think a lot of people are going to leave it on Salah maybe forget you know all the casuals that we you know we talk about like Salah's still going to be one of the most captain players, but there isn't really evidence to suggest that he's he he's the best one. Um, no, and um, Neil Neil pulled out a nice little stat earlier in the week that um, Salah wasn't allowed a single shot in the box when they met mm. Anfield in March, which um, does suggest he, he he might find it harder. Of course, a player of Salah's quality can pop up and bag a brace in any game, but you would think going into it that his ceiling was maybe be lower than others that we've spoken about. Yep. Uh, Wolves are on this list. So Wolves are there with a actually conceded of 1.93, which is, you know, bottom 10. But when you actually look at the goal attempts conceded, 17 um, is lower than a lot of the teams around them and sort of on par with the likes of United, a little bit higher than City. So they've conceded some quite good chances, which are high XG chances, but the volume of them is a lot lower than I think a lot of people are anticipating. I think like myself, I was thinking Wolves going to be quite gung ho, going to give up a lot of chances. But defensively, they've looked decent, and you know only conceded the two goals in the two games to quite hard opponents. So Fernandez isn't an automatic choice, is he? No, um, I don't think he is. I think the fact that Wolves haven't scored, I think if they don't score and we kind of get to that fifty-five, sixty-minute period at the weekend, and they haven't. I do think they may start to commit a few more bodies forward, which might be a good thing for United because mm. um, gaps may appear. Um, just the fact that will be playing on their mind, they haven't scored yet. Um, but no, the defensive stats, I mean, they, they, they've looked pretty good. Um, I think first half against Leicester, they, they weren't great, but they made some changes. Um, and then they dominated Spurs at the weekend, really, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. for, for large periods. So I think Fernandez can would benefit if Greenwood goes back to centre-forward. Um, I think he looked better against Leeds. I think Greenwood's movement really helped him. I think he was kind of like playing like a second striker in that game, whereas with Martial, his movement, I didn't think it was great at the weekend. He tends to move to the left a little bit and then kind of stays there. There's not, That's not a great deal going on. Mm. Um, so I think if... I, I would be surprised if Martial starts that game. I think Greenwood could revert back to kind of centre-forward role. Um, which he did at the weekend when Martial got taken off. So I think that could be good for Fernandez. Yep. And, and these players, they're, they're expensive for a reason, like Bruno and Salah, aren't they? That they generally can deliver. So you're, if, if you're unsure, these 
he's you know somebody like Fernandez is, is fine to captain this week. Penalty is set pieces. Um, I still haven't ruled him out. He's he's kind of up there with Antonio. Yeah, so I mean, my my issue is I've got three West Ham now with Ben Rama, Antonio, and Souffal, and I captain Antonio. So I know West Ham are the informed team and stuff, but yeah. you can see from the last table, Palace's underlying stats are pretty good. They're in the top ten for you know for for these kind of um, goal attempts conceded, and XG conceded, and that, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So mean, is it yeah, worth spreading the risk a little bit, maybe? Yeah, yeah, and I do think that you know had had Leicester not gone down to ten men last night, you know, I think West Ham would have won. They were the better team, but we wouldn't have probably been looking at a four one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely understand why there's um, a bit of hesitancy or you're at least questioning an Antonio captain. So. Yep. Uh, two teams on here just that I thought were quite interesting. Um, I mean, we, we know about kind of Brighton and United and City and Chelsea, but uh, Brentford and Villa's underlying stats are pretty good. Um, Brentford only having conceded one big chance um, is decent. The t- in terms of goal attempts conceded, 29 so they are they are conceding a lot of shots, which you think would bode well for Ings, for example, who could be an, an outside captain option and that we can consider. But Villa as well, Villa are, are doing, you know, decently in terms of these numbers. Um, and I think, you know, after we saw the first game, how poor they were against Watford, a lot of people were kind of writing off their defence. But, you know, they're not as... It, it makes me a bit worried again for Tony uh, going forward. But what do you think about Ings as a Villa fan? Is Ings on your list of someone that you might consider? No, um, I wouldn't. Con- <laughs> um, Don't sit on the fence, Tom. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, Villa have struggled to get shots on target in the first um, couple of matches. Um, I mean, Ings didn't get a shot in the first game until the penalty, um, kind of deep into injury time. He looked okay at the weekend. I do think we struggled to create a little bit. Buendia hasn't really settled in yet. He's been a bit peripheral. Um Bailey was out, of course, so that meant that El Ghazi was on the pitch, and that has a knock-on effect because El Ghazi takes the pens ahead of Ings. So, if you were thinking in an ideal world for Ings, Bailey starts on that side, but whether or not he's ready or not, I don't think he'll come straight back into, back into the team anyway. So that kind of knocks Ings um, perhaps a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm kind. Of, I think this will be a tough game for Villa at the weekend. I think um, Brentford, you know conceded a lot of shots like you say I do think quite a lot of those were against Arsenal I'm sure they conceded over 20 shots in that game alone Palace aren't going to offer a great deal of threat who they played against at the weekend but um, I think for Villa uh, owners of Villa players um, again I'll probably be happy just owning this Mm. week rather than going for the captaincy Watkins might be back as well will that affect the shape um yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. I mean, not Bre- somebody I'll consider. No, I mean, Brent, Brentford have been, I thought, again, I thought there'd be a team that came up, a, a, maybe a bit like Leeds were last season, going to be quite open, be quite exciting to watch, but, you know, you, you probably want to be targeting captains against them, but I haven't really seen anything to make me think that Ings is is the best option. I think he's someone to, to consider, but Villa have yeah, been yeah, a sure. bit a bit suspicious. I mean, he, you know, he scores an overhead kick, which is absolutely incredible, but... In some ways, yeah. you want him to be scoring tap-ins and, and, and those kind of quite easy chances. You know, you want him to be creating. Yeah, which we haven't. We, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which we haven't been creating, have we, so far? Um, yeah, I mean, the goal was interesting at the weekend because we've got a new set-piece coach and, and um, it looked like it was when right off the training ground because Cash, he's got a long throw, but we didn't really utilise it last mm. year. And um, then Mings obviously flicked it on and Ings was there. That might be something we see again. Um, but yeah, defensively... Wilson had that 
kind of cleaned through against Newcastle at the weekend, didn't he? When Martinez was fortunate to stay on the pitch. Um, I think we will give up a couple of chances. To, uh, you know, I'm, I don't mind owning Tony this weekend. Um, but yeah, in terms of Ings' prospects going forward, um, yeah, yeah, uh, happy to own, not captain, I think. For there we go. So let's have a look at the three most sort of talked about players for the captaincy this week. So on Fancy Scout, there's a poll which you can vote on for your captains this week. Uh, normally there's a kind of a clear front runner um, and Antonio is winning this week. Uh, second and third are Fernandes and Son. So if we just have a look at the expected goal involvement, there's no contest. I mean, <laughs> Antonio wins on pretty much every metric um, here except for expected assists. Uh, expected goals is the highest by far. I mean, 2.45 compared to 0.81 and 0.33 for Son, which is really low. Uh, it's to go non-penalty, 1.66, compared to 0.81 to 0.33. Uh, if you have a look at things like um, minutes per XGI, so minutes per expected goal involvement, Antonio's winning that as well. 65 minutes, he's getting a chance of either having an assist or a goal, whereas Fernandez is 140 minutes, and Son is right down there with 376 minutes. So he's just not... They're, they're just not really... Doing, I mean, the first, obviously the first game was so good for Fernandez, but the second game was so poor that it just drags down the stats. And Son's stats indicate that that goal against City was a bit of an anomaly because he's he's just not creating or, or getting good quality chances. So, according to these metrics, Antonio is by far the strongest player to pick. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, no, I I agree. You know. From watching the games, West Ham looked to have a real kind of spring in their step at the moment. Home game against Palace, fans in the stadium. Um, Son, I would love to captain him, but we're going to need we're going to need some kind of hint that he is ready mm. later on in the week. Yeah, they've disappointed, I suppose, in terms of the the amount of chances he's got in the first two games. But he has been playing City and a, a better Wolves than maybe we thought we would see. Um, Watford, I'd feel more com- comfortable, you know, captaining him. Um, again, Kane will have an impact on that. Is he going to be back or not? So there's quite a few question marks over that. But I think if you were to ask me now who the best option was, I, I find it hard to kind of um, say anybody else but Antonio. Yeah, so if, so if the deadline was tonight, you'd be going Antonio over Son, even though, yeah, you, even though you own both. Well, yeah, at the moment, I would say it's probably one Antonio. Fernandez is kind of behind for me, but that may change by the end of the week. I'm, I need to look into that a little bit further. But but Son is somebody who could kind of break that up, I suppose. But again, it, it this you know we're, we're talking now early in the week, um, and there's a lot of kind of questions remain over it, and if he's going to be ready or not. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the the concern is 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 that Palace just it looks like Antonio is by far the favourite, but I mean, Palace have only conceded one big chance. Over over two game weeks, and they've played Chelsea. Um, okay, their expected goal conceded is is low because they were they were good quality chances. But goal attempts in the box thirteen that's not that high. Um, you know n- their stats aren't alarming. Like to be like, oh my god, this is a team that we really need to target. They're not. They're not as Joe likes to say a whipping boy. So I I don't think it's a cert that Antonio is going to go into this game and and haul. It's more to do with the fact that the other options have all got their kind of limitations. Yeah, it's an open week, isn't it? Yeah, I do think with Palace, I think it might be something that we see over the season under Vieira. I think they're going to want to try and keep keep possession a little bit more of the ball. I don't think they're going to commit too many forward. 
And so that does suggest that we could have these kind of games which just kind of peter out a little bit. Um, so I'm not, I'm not massively convinced by the by them at the moment. I don't think. I think midfield setup. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not to, yeah. I'm not totally sure about it. I, I wouldn't hesitate about captain Antonio in that. I think they'll have too much for them in that game. But um, but yeah, I think because it is such an open week, it's making us explore other options, which certainly in the first game week and even in the second game week it was between Salah and Fernandez mm. and now we're having to kind of look at look elsewhere and and it could be a good week for somebody like Antonio absolutely and I think you know game week one we always think oh game week three is going to be easy it's either going to be Fernandez away to Wolves they've got this attacking manager in or it's going to be Son at home to Watford blah 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 and it just shows that you can kind of like plan and prepare as best you can but things can change yeah. around really quickly in, in two weeks. And I do think this yeah. is this is one of those weeks where I think you can afford to be a bit different. And if you've got a hunch, yes. if you've been to the members area, if you've looked at some stats, if you spot something that people haven't mentioned on podcasts that you listen to or anything like that, then this is the week, I think, to, to back yourself because the captaincy is going to be so divided across all these different players. Yeah, exactly. If one of those guys does haul, um, hopefully the ownership or effective ownership or whatever, which I know you like talking about as won't be hmm. um, so, so high that it's going to, um, you know, it won't hurt as much as say going against Salah in no. game week one or something like that. Um, and I do like these, I, I kind of live for these game weeks where it is a little bit more open. Um, it becomes very predictable when there's when there's one or two premiums as options, doesn't it? It's nice that Absolutely. we're talking about Antonio and it's nice that we're being able to kind of really get into those numbers and how we see the game going because it's that's what FPL is about, isn't it? Absolutely, um, yeah. And yeah, we don't, we don't want to just be picking the same players for captain every week. I mean, it's... I mean, I guess it's nice in some ways because it kind of takes that decision away from you and it's a horrible... I hate the captaincy. It's such a... I, you know, it's probably one of the hardest things to get right in FPL, but... It, yeah. you know, you I've, I've, I, play, I played draft this year for the mm. first time and that is one of the elements With which no gets taken out of it of course yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes it interesting but yeah I mean it can you can have a really good game week but if you don't nail your captain then you're yep. suddenly hitting the same scores as everybody else and it, it yeah it's so important isn't it as it to, absolutely uh, is know, um, I don't think I've ever really had a good game week if my captain hasn't fired because even if other players deliver other captains will have done well and yep. it feels like um yeah, it's it's a big call, and and um, hopefully as the week progresses, you know, the Spurs situation will become a bit clearer with Son, and then we can um, we can decide what who we think the best option is. Yep, well, imagine Kane comes in, you know, they've you know now down to play against Watford, he might be in someone's shopping basket. Yeah, I'm well, not people sure. are starting to move to Lukaku. It does mm. feel like the template is moving towards possibly incorporating a premium <coughs> striker now, doesn't yep. it? Which um, which is something which hasn't happened before. Um, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because, the, you know, some people are moving now for Lukaku. Um, tough game at the weekend. But Liverpool, you know, Burnley had a couple of chances at the weekend, didn't they? So um, Lukaku will... will, will well, would, probably, would, you, you know, would you back on Lukaku not scoring against Liverpool? Because I wouldn't. Certainly not. No, no, <laughs> no. Exactly, yeah. Because he, he probably will get one or two chances. And the mood that he was in at the weekend, you know, he could, he could bag one. I don't think his ceiling is going to be as high as some of the others, you know, mm. wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought he would go out and get a brace or, or three goals or something like that. But you can see why people are moving early because, um, you know, I'll probably be looking at game week seven or something like that, right? And it'll probably cost 12 million. I know. Then. So yep. it's definitely, you know, I can see why people are doing it. Well, Mark has. Around. Mark's moved from already. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yep. well, he's probably got a couple of, um, 
didn't he start with a couple of City midfielders? He did, couple, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's probably got a bit of funds, hasn't he, where he can... I, I presume he had to take a hit, did he? Mm, yeah, um, he's, he's taken a minus four, shift minus things around. Four, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean... Fair play. I mean, yeah. dump, dumping, the, dumping these two City midfielders, I mean, they've... Like we like we talked about with Arsenal, I mean, their, their numbers are terrible. Defensive numbers are terrible. So if you have got City players, I think you could... You could captain one of them, or you could sell them. You know, it's it's literally that kind of. That's the thing we always have with with City, but with no Aguero there, with De Bruyne out, like you said, I think Grealish might be the kind of the safest option, but we're not too sure what his kind of real FPL potential is at the moment at City. So a few people in the yeah. chat asking about Mares, for example. If I if I knew that Mares was going to start, I'd say he's a great pick. But with Jesus putting in the performance that he did against Norwich. I'm I'm just not sure, and then it, and he gets another cameo, and then 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 you're in trouble. So yeah, and there was quotes. I think Pep quite came out after the game, didn't he? And he, and I think he specifically said the players who have done well are the players who will start next yeah. week. Now it'd be typical Pep to drop him. Drop yeah. Jesus he's done it that. before. He's done but, it before. Yeah, yeah, he's done exactly. it with Mares before. Yeah, yeah. So, but but if you take it on face value, that does suggest that Jesus will be given another run there, and he looked good there. You know, the position mm. seemed to suit him. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really difficult one. I mean, if you if you captain Mares this weekend, you've got to be prepared for every emotion um, come at the weekend because you're going to be checking that team sheet. You know, he proved at the weekend he can come off the bench and uh, and return, but it's not ideally what you want as a for your captain. You want him to be at least getting kind of 75, 80 minutes. So. Yep, uh, I think that's that's about it from this captaincy video. I I don't know how. You know, how, well, we're not sure, are we? Is 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 the answer? Um, I'd love to give you all a definitive answer. Uh, it's it's a, it is a very tricky week. I think there's there's pros and cons of lots of different players. I think the the general stats point to Antonio as being the best option um, to go for. But obviously, you know, you might you might want to be a bit different. You might want to roll the dice on someone else, and you know, there's there's logic to that as well. So yeah, we'll wait to see what happens with the Spurs press conferences. So look out for the team news video um, that I'll be doing with Neil on Friday we can talk with you through that um, but anyway just before we go I uh, just want to one final call to the members area it's fire last chance saloon for the 20% off uh, we've got the new transfer planner we've got the new live data got the new members area um, beta as well and all of that lots of articles that Tom writes so if you've enjoyed listening to him then you can read from him um, as well so head over to the site and sign up if you haven't already also like and subscribe to this channel I don't really do many calls for liking and subscribing on, on the Scout channel but it is important, obviously, uh, to get those likes in. And yeah, if you want to leave any comments about who you're going to be captaining, if you've got anyone that we haven't mentioned, Adam Armstrong, for example, against Newcastle, who are statistically the worst defensive side in the league at the moment, um, could be a shout. But Tom, thank you for joining me and I will see you next time. Brilliant. Thanks, Ash. Speak to you soon. See ya. <laughs>